بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد so yesterday we had begun our discussion of the phrase Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim and I had mentioned that the phrase Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim has a missing subsequent pertinent verb and I explained this phrase that when we say Bismillah there's a missing verb in the name of Allah I begin in the name of Allah I recite and we said that it is missing because Allah wants us to use this phrase for whatever we do. We said it is subsequent, i.e. it comes after with the name of Allah because we want to bless Allah before we mention ourselves. And we want to emphasize that whatever we're doing, we're doing it only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we also said that this phrase with the name of Allah, the Rahman, the Rahim, there are many meanings, but I mentioned only three of them. The first of them, we say it to remind ourselves that we're doing this for Allah. So number one is ikhlas. Number two, with the name of Allah, oh Allah, I need your help to do this deed. So we ask for Allah's blessings, Allah's barakah. And number three, with the name of Allah, oh Allah, I want this deed to be with you. I mention your name, so please accept it. So ikhlas, barakah, and qabul. These are the three main, and there are more besides these that time does not permit us to uh, go into. Now, today we will discuss uh, two related issues about the bismillah, about the basmalah. And the first of them is we say in the name of Allah, in the name of Allah, bismillah. So why do we say the name of Allah? Why don't we mention Allah directly? And here we say, if you look at the Quran, the Quran tells us to Make tasbih to Allah and to the name of Allah. Sabbaha lillah and sabbihisma rabbik. We make tasbih to Allah and we make tasbih with the name of Allah. If you look at the Quran, the Quran tells us to make tabarak to Allah and to the name of Allah. Tabarak Allahu ahsanul khaliqeen and tabarakasmu rabbik. So we make tabarak to Allah and to the name of Allah. If you look at the Quran, the Quran tells us to remember Allah and to remember the name of Allah. Udhkurullah and wadhkurisma rabbik. So the Quran tells us in a number of occasions to do certain things, sometimes by mentioning Allah directly, sometimes by mentioning the name of Allah. And that is because the name of Allah is itself holy. It is itself glorified. We glorify the name of Allah. If even the name is glorified, then how much more so Allah Himself? If even the name we glorify, the ism of Allah we glorify, how much more so do we glorify Allah? If even the name of Allah is tabarak, and tabarak means worthy of blessings, tabarak means blessed, the name of your Lord is blessed, then how much more so is Allah blessed if His mere name, the mention of His name is blessed. So we mention the name of Allah. Now very interestingly, never does the Quran tell us to worship the name of Allah. No, we don't worship the name of Allah. And neither is ultimate praise given to the name of Allah. The very next verse, we'll come to that next week, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. We don't say Alhamdulillah. Hamd belongs to Allah. But Tabarak 
and tasbih, you can do it to the name and to Allah. In English we say, we glorify and we exalt the name and we glorify and we exalt Allah, but we worship Allah. Is that clear? We glorify and we exalt Allah and the name of Allah. So the mere mention of Allah's name is an act of glory. To mention Allah's name is an act of praise. And therefore, Sabbihisma Rabbik, Udkurisma Rabbik, Tabarakasmu Rabbik, Bismillah. With the name of Allah, we begin. The mere mention of Allah's name should bring Allah's blessings. It is a blessing in and of itself. But then, when it comes to actual worship and actual hamd, then we say Alhamdulillah directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, the next, uh, the main point that we're going to do for today's short khatira, it's a bit of a technical issue, but it must be done because we're doing tafsir of Surah Fatiha. And that is an issue that will cause a little bit of confusion, but bear with me, inshaAllah ta'ala. I hinted at this two, three days ago. And that is, there is a slight controversy amongst the scholars of the recitation of the Quran regarding the status of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in Surah Al Fatiha. Now, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim as a phrase. Is it a part of the Quran? Yes or no? Yes. yes, it is. It is clearly a part of the Quran. Surah An Naml, as I mentioned yesterday, Allah says, Innahu min Sulaiman wa innahu Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. So the phrase Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim is a part of the Quran without any doubt. It is a part of the ayah in Surah An Naml. The question which the scholars of Islam differed over. And this is the only difference of opinion in the whole Quran about an ayah. And some scholars said it is an ayah, some scholars said it is not an ayah. And both opinions have their evidences. The only difference of opinion in the whole Quran is regarding Surah Al-Fatiha and the Bismillah in Surah Al-Fatiha. That's the only difference of opinion. Some of our scholars of the past, the scholars from Mecca and Kufa, and therefore the recitations from Mecca and Kufa, and therefore our recitation, and our recitation is a Kufan recitation. The common recitation that we recite, it is the Kufan recitation. Our recitation, you open up the Quran, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, verse number one. This is the first verse. If you open up any Mus'haf uh, that we commonly read, verse number one, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. However, scholars from other cities, the Sahaba and Tabi'un uh, from Medina and from Basra and from other lands, they said the phrase Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, it is an ayah in Surah An Naml. It is not an ayah in the beginning of Fatiha. And so if you open up a Quran printed in North Africa, for example, right? So our brothers who are from Morocco, from Al-Jazair, they recite in a recitation that is slightly different. Sometimes if you hear one of our Moroccan brothers lead the salah, he will recite a slightly different way. There's a different qira'ah. And these differences, we talked about them in previous years and they are well known in the ummah. If you open up that mushaf, you find the first verse is Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. And the Bismillah is merely a blessing phrase that you say between the surahs. So based upon this, we have two opinions in the Ummah. Uh, the first of them is that Surah Al-Fatiha, the first verse is Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And this is the position even in the legal schools, the Shafi'i school and the Hanbali school. They said that the Bismillah is an ayah of Surah Al-Fatiha. And then the other school said that the Bismillah is not an ayah of Surah Al-Fatiha. Based upon this, there's a slight fiqhi difference. And if you ever hear any Imam recite, and he recites Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim out loud, 
Then he says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. This is the position of the Shafi'i school of law. And most of you are aware, and it is something we should all recognize, that our religion has four recognized schools of law, and all of them are valid, my dear brothers and sisters. They have existed in our ummah from the beginning of time. And we do not divide ourselves over these legal schools. Allah has blessed the ummah with a little bit of diversity. We see this diversity in the beginning and ending of the month of Ramadan. We see this diversity in other minor fiqh opinions. Alhamdulillah, nothing major is different. All of the madhab say, pray five times a day, give zakah, fast Ramadan. Allah has allowed a little bit of leeway for the blessing of the ummah. So these four schools of law, they differed about the recitation of Bismillah. And the Shafi'i school of law, and the Shafi'i school is predominant in many Arab lands, Egypt and uh, Syria and others, they are predominantly Shafi'i. They say you have to recite Bismillah out loud. So if you uh, pray behind a scholar from the Shafi'i Madhab, he will always say Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen. The Hanbali school of law, which is predominant in uh, Arabia and, and uh, the, the uh, uh, parts of the Middle East, they say the Bismillah is a part of the Fatiha, but you recite it silently. And this is the position of Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal. You recite it silently. The Hanafi school of law, and the Hanafi school is predominant in India and Pakistan and Bangladesh and, and Turkey. They say that the Bismillah is not a part of the Fatiha and you don't recite it out loud. And that is also the position that most of us uh, are familiar with. And the Malikis as well have the same opinion. So to reiterate, the only school of law that says you should recite it out loud is, which one? The Shafi'i school of law. That's the only school that says that you should recite and they have their evidences and we respect that position. Nonetheless, we have authentic hadith. Uh, for example, Anas ibn Malik narrates and the hadith is in a tirmidhi. Anas ibn Malik narrates, I prayed behind the Prophet and Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and none of them ever recited Bismillah out loud. And this hadith is in tirmidhi and he is saying, I prayed behind all of these people. So the majority of the scholars, the three madhabs, with all respect, if somebody is a Shafi'i, stay with your madhab. But I'm saying the other schools of law, they say that we don't recite the Bismillah out loud inside of the salah. How then do you recite? It. You recite it silently. Now this is the final point that we'll conclude. What does it mean to recite it silently? A lot of Muslims make a mistake. When the books say, recite Surah Al-Fatiha or the Bismillah silently. Many people think silently means in my head. And this is wrong. Silently means you recite it with a low breath. Your lips, your tongues, your vocal cords must move. Air must be expelled from your body when you recite Bismillah ar-Rahman This is silent recitation. For somebody to recite in the head, which is the imaginary recitation, this is not recitation, this is imagination. So when the scholars say you have to recite silently, what they mean by silently is your tongue moves, your lips move, the breath is expelled, but you don't say out loud, only your ears can hear. Or if somebody's right next to you, they might hear you whisper, but you do not say out loud. And I want to reiterate here, when we are told to recite silently in the salah, this is the meaning of silent here. A lot of people, they stand with their mouth closed, and they do not move their mouths and they recite Fatiha and this is invalid.
It is not valid to recite in this manner. When you recite silently, even the basmala, your tongue must move, your lips must move, air must be expelled, but you don't say it in a loud voice. And inshallah ta'ala, we have many other chapters regarding the bismillah rahman rahim that we will continue inshallah tomorrow. We'll talk about why did Allah choose the names Allah and Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim? What is the significance of this particular combination? Why did Allah pack these three names in the name of Allah in the name of Ar-Rahman, in the name of Ar-Rahim. What is the wisdom in this? That will be insha'Allah ta'ala tomorrow's topic. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. La yazalu al-khayru hayyan la yazal Inna fi dunya salaman wa zilal Akhbiril ayyama anna fi wisal Qum bina wanzur li ayatil jamal Qum bina wanzur li ayatil jamal